Hello, my name is Deacon Brian. Welcome to the Shepherd of the Hills Sermons Podcast. Every week we share our Sunday morning sermons with you to keep these important conversations going. We hope you not only enjoy hearing our words of God's love for you, but will also feel compelled to share these words with everyone who needs to hear this message. As always, we encourage you to keep the conversation going at home, at work, and everywhere you go. This Sunday was Shepherd's annual Consecration Sunday, a time where we gather as a family of faith to discern how we might financially contribute to God's work and ministry here at Shepherd. In Pastor Scott's sermon, he showed what Shepherd does in the community and explained how the community feels God's love by what Shepherd is able to do. So sit back, relax, and let us dive into this week's sermon. today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapters 5 and 11. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste, it shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. A shoot shall come out from the stock of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins." The word of our Lord. Just a couple of notes of uh, preamble as I start this morning. Um, first of all, I uh, just want to say thank you again. I finished my first semester of school uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I got my grades back. I passed, uh, so thanks be to God. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Does that, that mean you, you were surprised that I passed? I think, is that what that means? <laughs> Me too. Um, and uh, so I have a little break um, uh, up until January, so that's very nice. Um, uh, the second is, um, I know sometimes we've, we've been sending our kids up to the balcony uh, during the sermon, and I know that can be sometimes a little loud, but what we've, what we've learned about having our kids in the sanctuary is they actually hear stuff, believe it or not, and they actually, um, no disrespect to any of our adults, often they repeat the sermons back more clearly than you do. So um, we, we, we want to keep them in the sanctuary, and I know it can be a little bit loud. 
the third uh, little preamble is last weekend uh, we had turkey bingo. It was my birthday, and Rick and Nancy Schaefer gave me Vikings socks. <laughs> I'm wearing them. But the Packers aren't playing today, so. All right, that's it. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, stir up your holy power this day and come. Send your spirit into our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our ears, that we might hear a word for us today anew, and that we too might then live out that which we believe. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So today is uh, our Stewardship and Consecration Sunday, and as I was getting ready for today, when I think about God's love, I most often think of you. This was one of the most memorable phrases from a previous colleague's sermons that I heard one time on a Christmas Eve, looking out onto a congregation, thinking about Christ being born in the world and the incarnation of God, and looking out into the congregation and said, when I think of God's love, I think most often of you. And when I think of God's love these days, I think most often of you. I think of just a few months ago, we had a Honduran family that didn't literally show up on our doorstep, but figuratively showed up at our doorstep asking for help. An undocumented family that has no legal path to citizenship looking for a place to stay, and I think in good conscience we were not able to let them live in our parsonage, but when we said that they needed help, the outpouring was unbelievable. In fact, I have to ask you now to stop because we received thousands of dollars in gift cards and in money to help support the family. They have been able to go to Target and to Cub and to buy groceries uh, and to buy food uh, and to buy some winter warm wear. Uh, and then when the announcement continued to stay in the bulletin, my office filled up with winter clothes and boots and kids' clothes and more gift cards uh, and then quilts and then blankets and then towels and then I gave those all away and now my office is full of all of those things once again. Uh, so please stop being so generous <laughs> because I can't continue to drive them all over to St. Paul to give them to them. But there is a mom and there's a dad and there are two kids who know that there is a group of strangers who love them and who are thinking about them and who care about them. And even in the midst of their worry, when they lay down at night, they're wrapped in a warm blanket that you gave them. A few weeks later, after we had given all these things, I found out that the five-year-old, I, I want you to just think about this. This is a bad reason I shouldn't have been giving out chocolate this morning. The five-year-old has extensive tooth decay because of lack of medical care in Honduras. Likely will have to have at least four or five teeth pulled as a five-year-old. And because of a connection within the congregation, in fact, Pastor Wade, uh, who is the pastor at Calvary, and many of you know is simply Wade Wackeltz here, had a connection to a dental group that is taking care of this child for free and is gonna anesthetize the child to be able to take out all of these five teeth. When I think about God's love in the world, I think most often of each of you. When I, when I think about God's incarnate love in the world, uh, when I drove in this morning, I don't know if, if any of you drive in through the West parking lot. How many of you drive in sort of through that side of the world? Just raise your hand quick. Have any of you noticed um, these signs as you drive in? 
Have you been thinking that there's like a convention of lawnmowers that are meeting here in the last? Uh, that's not true. Uh, this is Meals on Wheels, uh, also formerly known as Dinner at Your Door. And so Kevin, our custodian, and I think it should be called Mo Dad or Dad Mo or one of the two. Uh, but many of you know that Prince of Peace, uh, the church that's over here on Highway 7, has closed. Uh, and they'll be selling their property. And Meals on Wheels had been hosted out of their congregation for many, many years. Uh, and thanks to Kristen Henneman and uh, some other folks who were connected over there, Meals on Wheels is now operating out of the upstairs of our church almost every single day. And they serve hundreds of meals to people across the Twin Cities and on this western side of the world, and there are hundreds of volunteers that do that. Uh, and every single morning, I get the chance to walk upstairs and say hello to all these friendly people who are now walking through the upstairs of our previously unused building, and they're delivering hot meals to people all, all over this side of the city. Uh, and when I think of God's love incarnate, I think of people showing up at somebody's front door with a hot meal, and maybe the only person that they might see that day that says hello to them. And when I think of God's love, I think often of you. And you might be surprised to learn that it's not just elderly people who are the ones that receive Meals on Wheels. Sometimes it's people with disabilities. Sometimes it's people who, have, uh, who are experiencing some economic insecurity. It's just not what you would think. And when those people show up at the door with food, I think of them gathering around the communion table with us and that Jesus welcomes them into our family as we share with them just a small bit of our space so that hungry people can have something to eat. When I think of God's love, I think often of you. These days when I think about God's love, I think of all of the people who have for many, many years sat in the pews that you're sitting in this morning and for all sorts of reasons, mostly because of age, can no longer be with us. And they're stuck in their homes. And there's a group of people that goes out each and every week that goes to visit them and they sit with them and they bring communion from our table to theirs and they bring a friendly smile and a welcome and conversation and they sit with our former members who have sat where you have sat for many, many years, and they bring them a greeting from all of you. And they remind them that even though they're not here with us, they are still God's beloved children. When I think about God's love, I think about all those people, and I think often of you. When I think about God's love, I think about Mental Health Connect, and I think about the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we have raised to ensure that people have access to mental health care, I think of the people who have been here in our sanctuary who have talked about mental health care to allow us to normalize thinking about mental health care within our family of faith. And we know that there are people who have gotten help just simply because we've talked about anxiety and depression right here in the middle of our sanctuary. When I think of God's love, I think often of you. Then, of course, when I think about God's love, I think about all of the little people up in the balcony. <laughs> Every time they come out of the pews, I am just always amazed that there are so many of them here and how they appear and suddenly show up. I think about them learning about love and forgiveness as being more important than money or power or privilege or prestige. One of my favorite things these days is that some of you know that most of our confirmation students and our high school students don't all go to the same school. In fact, most of our elementary school kids don't either. They're in different schools all over the place. But one of the reasons I like this so much for our confirmation age students is it gives them a place to come where they don't have to wear any of the masks that they have to wear when they are in school. They just simply get the chance to come and be who they are. And what's amazing to me is when they do that, 
how much they love and care for one another exactly just as they are. That in and of itself, to me in an age when our high school students and college age students are reporting so much anxiety and depression, just a brief moment for an hour on a Wednesday night to let down your guard and just be who you are as a 12 or 13 year old student. When I think about God's love, I think mostly of you. Now, <laughs> if you're a guest or a visitor with us here today, I want to make sure that we are perfectly clear. We are not perfect, and I would uh, acknowledge to being chief sinner of all of us. But nonetheless, I think for m in many, many ways, as a family of faith, we have listened deeply to God's call, and we have responded. In many, many ways, I think we have continued to live out our call to love God and love our neighbor in the spirit of Jesus. And in many, many ways, members of this congregation have shared their resources and their financial support to make a difference for people not only in our community, but in the broader sense of our community. I can tell you a few just things about how we operate financially. And please, I do pastor math, which means that I'm close. So don't quote me on any of these. It takes about $580,000 to run the Shepherd of the Hills operation and our family of faith. 70% of that money goes to pay our staff, 15% of that goes to pay for sort of administration and program, and 15% goes to pay for our building. We are, I believe, enormously efficient and effective with the gifts that you share. Now, as we were getting ready for this morning, I had somebody that came and asked me, why does it seem that our budget always seems to grow a little bit each year? And there are a couple of very simple answers. If 70% of our budget is being uh, used to pay for our staff, Shepherd has tried annually to give a 2 or 3% cost of living increase to pay the staff. That's why the budget continues to at least grow a little. In addition, our building, believe it or not, isn't cheap. If you have a house, I imagine that you've seen your electric and water and gas and all those sorts of bills go up over the last few years. In addition, we have a huge building. Just this last year, we had to spend a number of thousands of dollars to replace our boiler so that we're not freezing on Sunday morning. It happens. <laughs> We also had to trim all the trees around the building, which doesn't seem like that big a deal until you look around the building and you notice how many trees there are, and we didn't want them rumming up against the new roof, so we had to pay somebody to come and take down a number of our trees. This is just what happens. So I just want to be clear that I think that the gifts that you give are stewarded enormously, efficiently, and effectively. I believe that the gifts that you are giving not only make a difference, but are being tended to exceptionally well. And so when I think about God's love, I think often of you. And I want to close with a story that recently came across my email just this past week. As you know, we have lots of uh, folks in our congregation whose uh, lives, both work and otherwise, sort of filter through uh, Hopkins and Edina and in all sorts of different places. And uh, somebody sent me an email uh, on one of our teams here, and they said, Eisenhower... Uh, the elementary school, uh, has a sixth grade student who experienced a trampoline accident this past summer. The student now has a cochlear implant due to the damage in that student's ear. The family has not been able to cover the cost of the entire uh, cochlear implant. In fact, the battery is part of this processing unit, and the processing unit is needed so that the student can process, process what the teacher is saying in the classroom and the cost of this is about $675.
somebody in the administration at Eisenhower thought of you and contacted this member of our congregation to ask if Shepherd would be willing to cover the cost of a $675 cochlear implant processing unit for this student. So it's not just me who, when I think about God's love, thinks of you. It's people out there who, when they think about God's love, they are thinking of you because of your generosity, because of the gifts that you've shared, because of the time that you've given, because of the love that you have shared, not only here, but out in our community. Friends in Christ, as we prepare to offer our gifts to this community, I encourage you to not only think of all those that you have impacted, but to be reminded, when God thinks about God's love, God also thinks of you. Amen. Thanks for stopping by and listening to the Shepherd of the Hills Sermons podcast. For more information about Shepherd of the Hills, please check out sothchurch.com or find us on Facebook. Feel free to share this sermon and be sure to follow us on social media and wherever you find your podcast. Go in peace, serve the Lord.